Hello and welcome to MedBits. I'm Matthew Sajan. And I'm Javeen Patel. We are two undergraduate students with a passion for medicine. This podcast will focus on increasing our understanding of medicine together in a concise format. We'll be exploring a variety of topics, such as the latest news in medicine, medical conditions, interesting research papers, and the culture of the healthcare world. Check in with us every week to stay up to date and learn a little more in just a few minutes. Now let's jump right into this episode. In this episode of MedBits, we will be taking a closer look at a rare and interesting condition that many of you may not have even heard of before. This condition is scientifically called aquagenic urticaria, or it is more simply known as water urticaria or water allergy. Urticaria is another name for hives, and as the name suggests, aquagenic urticaria is a rare form of hives which occurs when the skin touches water. Hives itself is fairly common, as about 20% of the population will have it at some point. However, water urticaria is extremely rare, and there have only ever been less than 100 documented cases of it in the world. In this episode, we will take a closer look at this condition and how it is diagnosed, its treatment options, symptoms, and more. Let's start off by looking at the symptoms that it causes. When the skin comes in contact with water, there is normally hives that occur, which are small 1-3 to mm welts, which are swollen marks. There is also sometimes associated itching and burning that occurs. One may also experience a headache or shortness of breath. Normally, after water stops touching the skin, it takes about 30-60 to minutes for the rash to subside. The cause of why this disease occurs is actually unknown because there have been so few cases of it and not that much data on it. However, there are some ideas that researchers have proposed. One of these is that chemicals that are in the water actually causes the irritation, rather than water itself. Another one is that the water reacts with something that is on or in the skin, which causes the reaction. It is also unknown whether the disease is hereditary, as there have not been that many cases in total. However, there have been some instances in which different generations in a family have had this same condition. This may suggest that there is some aspect of inheritance at play, although it is not definitive. Now let's get to how it's diagnosed. First, the doctor will look at the symptoms, and from there it may be determined if someone needs what is called a water challenge test. In a water challenge test, a water compress that is 35 degrees Celsius is applied to the skin. It is normally applied to the upper body because that is what is affected most commonly by this disease. After the compress, the area is monitored, which is then used to diagnose the condition. In the case that someone has the condition, they should usually have a reaction within 15 minutes of the compress. There is not any definitive cure for the disease yet, but there are certainly treatment options that can help to alleviate aquagenic urticarious symptoms. The most common one is antihistamines, and these are most frequently used for most types of urticaria. Antihistamines work by blocking H1 receptors in the body. This prevents the effect of histamine, which is responsible for most symptoms. Second-generation antihistamines are used more commonly now, as they do not cause as much drowsiness as previous antihistamines did. There are also other treatment options that can be used, such as creams which form a layer on top of the skin, which can separate the skin from water. 
This can help when water exposure is necessary, such as during showers. There is also UV light treatment and an allergy drug, omelizumab, which is available and have been shown to help quite a bit. Although these treatments are available, they are often not enough on their own, and people with the condition have to make lifestyle changes, such as minimizing showers or water exposure. Normally, people with aquagenic urticaria are not affected by drinking water, although there have been a few recorded cases in which drinking water causes reactions in the mouth and throat. In cases like this, many people tend to drink a lot of milk as it doesn't cause as bad of a reaction. People also have reactions to sweat or tears, which makes it extraordinarily difficult to live with the condition. Research is certainly limited in this area right now, simply due to the fact that it affects such a small group of people. This makes it impossible to conduct a large-scale clinical trials too, and without these clinical trials, insurance companies will often deny coverage of a drug such as omelizumab, which is very expensive, and this only poses more challenges for those with the condition. Both doctors and researchers are puzzled by this mysterious disease, and very little is known about its causes and why it happens. In the future, this might have to change as additional people have to face the condition, and it will be interesting to see what else we can learn about aquagenic urticaria. Well, that's all that I had for this episode of MedBits. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.